Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I count it a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 106 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, the 100 podcast celebration is still going strong and we have more questions to answer. So please take this time to go ahead and get your Bibles, get your notebooks, something to write with, a snack and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with being too deep and how far do we let our children go as Christian parents. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, if you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. So BCU family, last time we were together, we were talking through uh, the dispensation of promise, and that's number four uh, in the list of dispensations. And I'd like to suspend our conversation on that topic in lieu of this segment here today. And that's in part because a question came in around saved parents and raising unsaved children. You know, what's a good balance? And Halloween came up and we are just days away from October 31st. So I thought it apropos to go ahead and air this segment. So we've got a lot to cover. Take a listen. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com here with my awesome friend and sister in Christ, Jewel. You all can't see her, but she's got her hands in the air and she is waving them because she does care about what we're talking about, about what we're doing today. Everybody say, oh yeah. And that's why I don't rap and the Lord saved me because I couldn't think quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I thank God for a job and salvation because I would not have made it, y'all. You could tell I would not have made it. <laughs> so, <laughs> help us today, Lord. So, listen, BCU family, we are still celebrating the 100th release of the BCU podcast, and we have been celebrating for days and days, and it continues because we are answering your questions. Um, And we've got some more questions to go, some more conversation to go. Trust that you all are enjoying um, the format of how we're doing this. I know I am, and Jewel, I know you are as well. I'm going to speak for Jewel, y'all. I'm going to speak for her. She can speak for herself, but I'm going to speak for her that she 
he's enjoying it as well. So um, it's it's refreshing, I have to say, BCU family, to you know have the dialogue, if you will, and going through this. So I thank God for the idea, and also thank God for my friend, uh, willing to uh, sit up with me late in the midnight hour. <laughs> <laughs> to get this taken care of. <laughs> We'd like to thank them. Right. I know, right? <laughs> so, BCU family, thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to jump right back into it. And we're going to continue with another listener's question. Linda, do you think there is something as being too deep? within the church, and the person who asked this question is speaking about someone who may overquote scripture or continually use scripture out of context, something like that. Like, is there such a thing as being too deep, or is that maybe um, coming from somewhere else? You know, I, I think that there, th- this is a, a multi-layered question as far as I'm concerned. So let me start scripturally with that scribes and Pharisee type, pharisaical like spirit, because to the reader's point, there are folks that do behave that way. And Jesus addressed the scribes and Pharisees in the book of Matthew. Um, I want to say it's chapter 23, uh, right around verses 25 through 28. And he let these scribes and Pharisees know that their outside, outwardly, they appeared one way, but inwardly, their hearts were not right. And he said, woe unto them, you know, you make the outside of the cup clean and the outside of the platter, but in, inwardly, you're full of extortion and excess. And Jesus, you know, went on to call them blind and told them to cleanse the cup within. Uh, so that, again, that just is your heart. And I think what really sticks out to me in Matthew 23, 25 through 28, was that uh, Jesus said that they were like whited uh, sepulchers. Like the, the, the casket was white, but the inside was full of dead men's bones. And when I think about that, when something is dead like that, it's rotting, it's stinking. There's just, there's nothing good about that. So you do have a group of people that want to portray holiness and rather than it coming from the inside out they are trying to live it from the outside in if you will and what scriptures you say and all of these things putting other people down and that sort of thing makes them more holy quote unquote than the person they're talking to when really that's self-righteousness and that's what Jesus was trying to show the scribes and Pharisees that you, your righteousness is really because you say you're righteous when you're not lining up with what the scriptures say. Mm. It brings to mind a phrase from an old group that um, back from Philly, and they had a line in one of their songs that said, "You throw on righteousness like it's cologne." You know, people. There are some that you know, slap it on, and I'm thinking there's there's a, a difference that has to be made from people who just, if, if it's in them, scripture's going to come out of them, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're at work 
and you're in an office meeting or your company meeting and they say something you like and you have to stop yourself from saying amen because <laughs> it's happened to me <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a, a a great you know note that you make you know that there are some out there who are wearing it like it's their clothing like it's their outer garment and not something from their heart so we thank that listener for maybe opening up because a lot of times we get all these cliches and we we just label each other mm-hmm. blindly and we don't really know what that cliche means where it comes from so i think it's good to help help others in the body of christ use clarity when they're communicating when they're talking and and trying to build relationships so that they can figure out okay where is this person coming from you know am i analyzing this right am i just judging them based on what i've heard Mm-hmm. Like overly deep people always use scripture, or is it that this person just really loves Jesus? And you know, if I if I if I watch their character, I can see why they're always quoting scripture because they love God, or are they just quoting scripture because they're trying to impress me or impress others? So. Right, and that's the other part to the question. That's why I said that has a little, has layers because is it that they're too deep, or is it more so that? you're convicted by what the Lord is saying to you through them. So we really have to take what they're saying to the Lord and, and ask Lord, you know, to show you your heart. You know, I can remember, you know, and, and I've said it before, you know, my parents were saved and, and we weren't as, as young people. And certain things my mom would say or my dad would say, and it, it convicted me. And I could call that too deep. It wasn't deep. It was conviction because I knew that I wasn't living the way that I should. And I was unsaved, and that's what unsaved people do. It was conviction. So we really have to take a look at what it is the Lord is saying. If he's saying something, and is is it convicting our hearts to change? Or, you know, is this person really just spouting off scripture and that, that... way to try to make you feel badly and the Lord will let you know the difference he will definitely let you know and that's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit you know again down on the inside I can't say it enough that it's not enough to just confess with your mouth and believe within your heart you have to be you've got to repent you've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and then the Holy Ghost will come it will come as you're looking to the Lord and calling on his name for that so once you have that the Holy Ghost is, is going to be your leader and your and your guide and let you know exactly what's wrong and exactly what's right where you need to come up or where someone is not where they should be and how you should govern yourself accordingly so i agree with you that i don't know that i would be too too quick to say too deep i'd have to take that to the lord and and really ask him and and see make sure that there's nothing going on with me that was honestly i think the point of the night where is your heart? Mm-hmm. We can, okay, thank you for listening. We can all go home now. But that was <laughs> that was the point of tonight. You know, where is your heart? Are you reading this wrong? Because often we feel offended by things, but it could be just our our perspective. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at things the right way? So everybody, that's enough word to last you throughout the week to run on and rejoicing because that was a very healing. I think a very eye opening eye opening. Um, lesson that we got from that. Amen. Amazing. Glory uh, to God. Amazing. All right. We're ready to journey a little bit further into our questions. Amen. Let's go. Yes. All right. Okay. Now we're going to get into some family relationship 
kind of doctrinal kind of all kinds of fun stuff mixed together mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So this first question is from a listener who wants to know, how do you balance raising a child in the ways of the Lord, remembering that he or she was not saved yet? What things did you allow and didn't you allow? For example, dances, parties, certain holidays, celebrations of holidays. Yes, so this one, this is an interesting question because the more you know and you're responsible for, you have to let your children know. And then I think it's important that if it's a no, that we replace it. And and I want to use the word replace very lightly. And let me just go back really quickly to my own childhood. You know, I like to start there. One thing I will say about my parents, and I, I, I honestly thank God for them, is that they allowed us to be unsaved. And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, we, we had to go to church now. There was none of that staying home on Sunday. And, you know, we went to ABYPU, Young Peoples. We did all of that. And when it came to proms and all that sort of thing, we were on our own. Now, my parents were not shelling out money for limousines and dresses and stuff. We were on our own to do that, and we worked. And if that's what we wanted to do, that was fine. They allowed us to do that. Now, I said a couple of uh, episodes ago that my mom would always say, well, okay, you're heading out for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's <laughs> eternal life. Before you go, don't die your sin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and she, I remember her saying, you know, I was going to my, we had a ring dance. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm telling you, girl, where, where we got our rings, it was my junior year. And, you know, I was all dressed and, you know, um, at that time hats were in vogue with a little veil and, you know, I was all cute and things. And my mom looked at me and said, I hope the Lord doesn't come back while you praying that the Lord does not come back. That's how that's how that's how Sister Anderson. That's how she ran things. So you know, and I'm 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 thankful that the Lord did not come back. So they allowed us to do things. <laughs> that's that's what she would say. So uh, my dad was a little more on the quiet side of things. He was just praying, but no, she would just say whatever was on her heart. Bless her heart. But um, we were allowed to make choices because God gives us free will. Now, uh, and again, she wasn't going to participate in it, but God does give us free will. So as far as my daughter was concerned, I took on the same mindset that, you know, I'm going to be on the fringes here. I don't agree with, you know, all of the, you know, the problems and all that sort of thing. Just get it worked out. And, you know, as far as um, I know, we're in the midst of October, at the end of October, Knowing what Halloween means and the origins of it, that was one of the things that I really had to put my foot down on. As she got older, it wasn't that big of a deal. But, you know, and knowing what I know now and that, you know, she's got children and, and, you know, the grandkids, I just, that's one I just flatly refuse to even partake in and I know that folks have different ideas and thoughts but you know I and I, I explained it to the to um the grandkids that you know I I'm not going to be part of that I'm not buying any costumes you want some candy two for five dollars at CVS I'm, I'll hook you up with one of the little 
you know, <laughs> and actually, post Halloween is the best time. Yeah, it's like rock, dirt cheap, but yes. you know, like you said, I really love that. Once you know better, you do better, mm-hmm. and you know, at the end of the day, who are we trying to please? Other people's opinion. Mm-hmm. Going back to that BCU lesson on overcoming people approval. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Is it our opinion, or other people's opinion, or what we think needs to happen on a holiday, or what is best for our family? And at the end of the day, are we pleasing God with everything mm-hmm. that we do? My family, personally, um, you know, I was raised in a very traditional home, and, you know, my grandmother was raised in, in holiness, and we were, you know, our church was very into the Christmas, you know, celebrations. We had, you know, your Sunday pieces. You, all, you always, I dreaded going to Sunday school to get uh, something to memorize. And yes. And I always forgot my lines and my aunt had to feed them to me. You know, so we were into all of that. I mean, Christmas was all the trimming. You know, six to seven foot tree. It had to be fresh. They had to go pick it up. I mean, it was like. Miracle on 34th Street in the hood. So <laughs> I was used to always going all the way out for every every holiday, really. And so my husband's family is much different. Mm. And, you know, it, at first I was upset and I was letting it bother me. But then I had to stop and really realize that the, the holiday is a man-made concept. Mm-hmm. And we always celebrate Jesus. We always celebrate him. Mm-hmm. And we... We allow this remembrance of the day of his birth, which is great, but we have to remember that it's not about a tree. It's not about Santa Claus and all those other things. And then once I got older, I started to learn where some of these origins came from. It was like, I really don't need that, you know. And I talked to my kids, and I'm not harsh about it, but they do know. And um, the only problem is my son thinks he has to go tell everybody else. I'm right. Like, <laughs> Things are lawful. 
but not expedient. They're not good for me to do, or they may not be beneficial to my life. So, mm-hmm. like you said, having something to buffer, you know, them in their celebration, I'm I'm sorry to kind of have taken that topic a little, no, no. a little deeper, but, um, you know, it's something that I'm in the midst of right now, you know, always explaining to my children, well, this is why mommy doesn't do it, but, you know, we, we, you know, we love the Lord, right? And what does God love? And then they start answering me, and then they start to understand that sometimes when we do certain things, if it's not pleasing to God or if it's something that we know God wouldn't like, then they start to wonder why we're doing it. Before the Lord. And let the Holy Spirit guide you as well as you make these decisions. Because these are life-changing decisions. You don't want to have a child that feels like they've been lied to. Mm-hmm. In the case of Santa Claus, because I always tell my son, I'll never lie to him. Mm-hmm. And then if I turn around and tell him this person exists and they're real, and then they're not, it's a lie. Mm-hmm. I remember being so deflated when my mom, <clears throat> when I found how Santa Claus wasn't real. My mom was just doing, you know, single mom, trying to do her best, you know, sure. celebrate Christmas, go to grandma's house, and get me all amped up. And I just thought, oh, Santa Claus coming this morning, never go to bed. Mm-hmm. I would wake up at the crack of dawn, and at one time, I woke up too early, and I saw her wrapping some of the last of my gifts. And I didn't even let her know I was there. Mm. I just turned around, and I went back upstairs and got back into bed. Wow. So, you know... Parents, think about that. There's consequences to everything we do. And then life happens. So if there's another situation and your child is disappointed in you, these things add up. Well, you didn't tell me the truth here. You didn't tell me the truth there. Mm-hmm. So I always do believe in being honest but not cruel with my children. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. You know, me, Jewel Taylor, I can't speak for every parent, but I just hope that you use wisdom in dealing with your children in these situations. Amen, BCU family. I loved what Jewel said about being truthful with our children, yet not being harsh. I think that's a huge takeaway. And also, let's think about what we can do to substitute what it is we are saying no for. If we truly seek God's face on those things that uh, we know that are not right and look to the Lord to give us something else to replace that, I do believe that our children will still feel our love, will still feel the love of Christ, and that's what we want them to feel so that they can be drawn into salvation. Amen? Amen. All right, BCU family, this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. Thank you so much for being part of our listening audience, and Lord will, until the next time we are together, may our amazing God bless you keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.